Marhaba, and welcome to the Matrix Green Pill, where real people connect. Hello, and welcome back to the Matrix Green Pill podcast. My name is Shireen Zamo, and today I'm so happy to be joined by my lovely guest, Susan Robinson. Susie Robinson is a consultant and expert in the field of HR and talent management with many years of professional experience as a top executive in global companies. And as of recently, she is also a published author. How exciting. Susan, welcome and thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you and and great to be here. Let's jump into it, Susan. I'm sure that some of our listeners would already know who you are, but for those that don't, could you please share a little backstory about yourself? Yes, of course. My name's Susie Robinson. I'm British. I am married. I don't have any children. I come from a large family. I'm still based out of the UK, although I travel internationally quite extensively. I have had a long corporate career in human resources and talent management. It worked internationally for almost all of that time. In 2016, I founded my own consultancy. So I left my corporate career and took a change. My consultancy is called Transform to Outperform. That's Transform, the number two, Outperform. We have a mission to create better working lives through great people leadership and game-changing outperformance. So we offer a coaching, consultancy, and workshops. That sounds really interesting. You evidently have an extremely diverse background in HR and, and talent management. Could you share a little bit about your journey on the road to becoming a published author and how that idea came about? Sure. So over the years, I've had obviously a broad career. And through most of that time, I ended up for one reason or another, leading major integrations, whether through business acquisition, merger, those sorts of things. So integration of one business into another and very large scale. So imagine putting two global businesses together. Obviously, I looked after the people dimension. So there were lots of technical aspects to that. But my role was about leading and driving the people dimension and making sure that the business had a high performance culture coming out of the other end of that. Inevitably, in that process, there's lots of learning and lessons. You tend to gather lots of experience. And partway through, I decided specifically something happened in my career. And I started to think more carefully about my own story, about what I'm doing, what experiences I'm getting and how to capture those. So I started this little red book red book that I used to just catch nuggets of insights, notes, scrolls, presentations that I'd done, that other things that, that other people had done that I thought were very interesting and to gather and build patterns and connections between those experiences. So every new situation that I'd face, I'd get my little notebook out and have a look to see if there was something in there that would be relevant. So I'd use that experience over and over again because there were obviously special insights, things that I thought were very important that drove success. I always thought I'd write a book. When I started my new venture, when I started my own business, I looked at all of my learning and I built my own unique approach and I tried it out in in my business. And then during a period of downtime, I finally decided it was time to capture that in a meaningful way so that one, I could talk to my clients about that and also share the experience with them. And so that's where the book came from. So first of all, I was going to self-publish the book, but I quickly decided that that was probably not the best idea just because of the very detailed process that goes on behind producing a book. So I contacted a publisher and pitched the book, the message, and they liked it. And that's where 
the story ends really. So I then produced the book and it's out on the 25th of October this year. And it's called Transform to Outperform, Seven Powers to Transform You, Your Team and Your Results. Congratulations on your new book. I'm sure you're very excited for it to come out. I mean, without revealing any spoilers, could you share the gist of what we would be reading in your book? So it's that unique brand approach. It's based on the idea that leadership is all about transformation from one state to another. So everything that we do as as leaders or individuals really is about transforming outcomes. We want results. So I'm proposing that the essence of transformation is the release of people potential. And we do that through these seven powers. So the seven powers are personal power, goal power, process power, people power, culture power, smart and staying power. So these, all these seven powers which lead to outperformance. So the book takes a practical look at the seven themes and, and the idea of outperformance, what that really is all about. And it illustrates how transformation begins with the release of personal power. So this personal power that I discovered that you then turn into superpower on occasions. And this power then integrates with the power of your team. As you start to work with your team to transform, you tend to work forming a, a sort of performance double helix between yourself and the team. And, you know, you have peaks of high performance, of exceptional performance together. During the book, I touch on themes like toxicity, mental wellness. Those are obviously very current themes. And what I describe as symbiotic teams, so the high performing teams that achieve a sort of state of symbiosis and what that really means. There are lots of tools and acronyms in the book because I like to use those to guide people through or to give them aid memoirs to be able to move forward with some of the tools and things that I propose. I show how personal power becomes superpower with the potential for every leader to make their mark. People tend to use the term superpower to mean strengths. It's much more than that. So I take that theme and carry it through. It's a real summary of my experience informed by where possible, developments in psychology, neuro and performance science, and the work of other experts, some of whom I've worked with. And I'm hoping that it it helps to make an impact on people's lives. I'm sure that it will. It sounds very informative. And I love that it dives so deeply into the way to really get the results. It comes and roots from psychology, as you said, and the mindset that you have. So if you apply that, it always helps you to perform better. Exactly. Once your book is out, what are some of the things that you are looking forward to? Like what are the post-release excitement or are you going to be doing any book tours or anything like that? My book signing is on the 25th of October. Then I'll be having a launch event in London in November, actually. So just a few weeks later. So that's the first thing. And it'll be obviously an opportunity together with people who are interested in the book and to also share a few insights and some of the background to my thinking and to get them excited about the book, hopefully. For me, after that, it's about exploring and developing the ideas in conversation with teams and individuals to whom it resonates. If the ideas work for them, if they see the power in the ideas and working with them to make a difference in their businesses, in their lives, it can work as much for leaders of teams as it can for individuals just wanting to make themselves more successful. That's my main objective. I shall spend some time getting deeper and deeper in some of the subject areas. Because, of course, in a book like this, you tend to scratch the surface. There's only so much you can do. Otherwise, I'd have probably developed a volume twice the size. Then when I spend time with clients, we tend to work on some of the themes much more deeply. 
Yeah, that was actually going to be my next question. I was curious if if you would be able to apply the book to some sort of trainings that you could do, for example, if a company wanted to hire you. Absolutely. So I have a number of workshops that pick out pieces of the book, sort of transform to outperform program, which covers the whole book. Some companies like to work bespoke, so we develop a program that fits with their specific requirements and we blend in their, some of the organizational challenges that they are dealing with. But there is a sort of standard program that takes you through a whistle-stop tour of the whole approach and gives some of the key tools and insights to be able to take it forward and develop it with a team. There are also individual workshops so to help people develop their personal power and superpower. So you as an individual can come along and learn how to fascinate others and how to build your personal power and, and what that really means to turn it into superpower. Yeah, I really like the sound of that. Jumping off of what you just said, my next thought is, Obviously, there are seven powers that you discuss in your book, and I'm sure that there are many different nuggets that you leave in the forms of advice throughout the book. But if you had one main piece of advice that you could give to our audience, what would it be? I think in the book itself, certainly every chapter ends with a summary of action points. So I try to take all of the issues and give them an action plan to move forward. It's nice and clear. The advice I would give them is, first of all, get comfortable with the idea that your role is to transform outcomes and constantly drive up the performance curve. You you have to believe that as a leader, that's your responsibility, either as a leader of yourself, of a team or an organization. You are constantly transforming outcomes and the idea of change has to be constant in your life. You're never static and the book deals with some of that. Get a handle on your personal power because that's what will drive everything and how you can at moments turn this into superpower, the sort of moments where you create a, a masterpiece or an outstanding performance. You can't do that all of the time, but there's a way in which you can develop that and the rest will follow. And then start with a deep respect for people, for your clients, for your employees and stakeholders. And I think that tends to be the power behind the approach. It's really all about people. And I'm obviously an enormous advocate for the fact that people leadership, great people leadership delivers game-changing outperformance. I completely agree with you. I mean, it always stems from the top. That's what I'm saying. It starts at home. It starts with the leader. You have to do this. In the book, I use examples of some famous people that people know, I call them transformation superheroes. So people, you can look at their lives and you can see how there have been moments of reinvention throughout their lives. The ripples of their impact are seen much wider than their immediate area of influence. So personal power tends to make you influential in your own sort of close area of influence. Superpower, people with what I call superpower have an impact much, much wider. They leave ripples in the world at large. So it's what a great sort of thing to be able to develop your superpower so that you extend your reach much further than you would typically do. What would you say would be your biggest inspiration throughout this journey that you've had with your background in HR and talent management to now being a soon-to-be published author? How has that journey been and who inspired that or what inspired that to come about? It's a nice question. I think we're all expected to have a single inspiration, aren't we, that helps the something somewhere, some moment that directed us towards what we wanted to achieve. For me, it's been, 
a whole series of inspirations. There are some idols, if you like, that I look to. So when I wrote the book, I studied the biographies of some very, what I call the transformation superheroes, lots of important people like Nelson Mandela, like Steve Jobs, like Ray Kroc, like the Queen Elizabeth II, Margaret Thatcher, all these people that have had levels of success and they can be seen, you can see this sort of transformation go on in their world. So they are people that I look to. I, I looked at sports leaders, So leaders of very successful sports teams, leaders of business teams and leaders of anything, pop music, for example. I remember I studied the biography of Freddie Mercury and he's a perfect example of a transformation superhero. So those people in some respects, but throughout my career, I've become a bit of an expert at modeling. So taking a little bit of every person that I come across that I value in some way. So I look for their special gift and I think... I'd like some of that. So I take it and I think, how would they do this? And I remodel it and I adapt that little piece of them as part of me. And that could be, I can think of many bosses I had that affect on me, team members, so people who worked with and for me that affected me in that way. So I took a little piece of those. So my inspiration has been all of them along the way, as well as looking at these wonderful examples that we can all see very clearly, which are those that are, I guess, the spotlight, celebrities and so on, key business leaders. Yeah, no, I completely see where you're coming from. And I think I'm the same page with you when I don't think that I could say that I just had one sort of biggest inspiration throughout my journey. And whether it's professional or personal, it's always like the little, little things that add up to what makes us want to improve ourselves or work on improving ourselves. Lots of little life moments too. So where you have a little challenge, a difficult situation, I can think of a series of difficult things, moments which were quite anxiety building and they tend to be key moments of reinvention. One of the things that I try to get people to think about through the book is to transform on purpose more often. So you tend to go through those experiences and not really reflect on them maybe until several years later and you go, ah, that affected me in a certain way. The idea of this approach is take every little moment, you go through a reflection process, think about what that means, how that changes you, how you want to be different and transform on purpose because the result of that is going to be far more rapid and impactful than it would be if you sort of leave it to chance and it happens over the course of four or five years. I completely agree with you. Signing off and changing direction just a tiny bit. I wanted to get to know you a little bit more. Obviously, your career has been full of achievements. And now this book is something that I'm sure you're very excited to be published out there for everyone to read your thoughts and go off and improve through your experience. Is there anything in your own personal life that you have adapted into your career or have taken any story you'd like to share of something that happened? I guess one example I can think of, and it happened very early on in my career. So uh, it was a situation where I was involved in a process that was dismissed an individual, a person. And um, this person had, on the face of it, committed serious offences. And we went through a whole process. It's It's a very typical thing that happens in your early human resources career. You are involved in those sort of disciplinary mechanisms. It was very clear the whole thing when the investigation was done that this individual had committed these misdemeanors and it was very serious and the guy lost his job. Then we went through an appeal process and what happened in that appeal process, a whole different scenario came forward or he brought forward a whole different set of information and some individuals that knew some things. And it completely turned our perspective on its head. 
So from going from a view of seeing something very clearly, being absolutely convinced of a course and of a judgment that we'd received, that judgment was utterly overturned and rightly so. We saw a whole different world through these different eyes. I can't remember the reasons why that information wasn't brought forward in the first instance, but something came about that added a different level of understanding and the guy was reinstated and so on. But for me, that taught me, you know, this whole thing about judgment. I mean, the world is just full of people judging people, which reminds me of a famous quote by Carl Jung. I think it goes, thinking is difficult. That's why most people judge. We have to judge all because we have to make decisions. So you see a piece of news, you see some facts, well, you think they're facts and they're presented in one particular way and you think you're absolutely correct in your judgment. What happens is we often don't update that judgment with new information. We're biased and we like to feel consistent and reinforce our earlier point of view. And that can be very damaging. So it taught me to be curious, evaluative, and non-judgmental. And I think I've sort of rooted through my career this whole idea of not being judgmental, but of looking at the facts from both sides, whatever the situation. And I do believe that as a result of that, I tended to have a reputation in business for fairness, balance, and for people respect, which of course came with the job too. So that for me is this whole idea about judgment. You know, enthusiasm for a cause sometimes warps your judgment and you can make bad decisions. So be very careful about how you judge people. It will affect your relationships forever. That was probably one theme that's run through my career. That was a very, very interesting point of view. And I appreciate you sharing that with us. I think it just goes to show that there's always more sides to one story. And um, I think we all kind of go through something like that, where we have to make decisions based off of one thing that we've heard, even in our personal lives. This is making me think also of gossip-like situations where you hear one thing about one person and instantly you create your own judgment based off of that. And then you finally get to meet that person and it just completely changes because you see them from a different point of view. I appreciate you sharing that story and I can see how that would definitely have an impact. And the fact that it did have an impact is what's important is the fact that you were able to kind of take that and absorb it and use it throughout your career. So thank you for sharing that. So we've actually come to a segment of our show where I'm going to ask you just a couple of rapid fire questions. Are you ready to play? Yes. Okay, great. So what gets you out of bed in the morning? Just being better every day, really, trying to do something different. It's something that adds value to everybody's lives. I think I want to know that I'm achieving something significant. Great. Okay. When do you feel most productive? When I get a response from my audience, if you like, whatever form that takes, whether it's a team, when I can feel a natural intuitive flow between me and them and they're really engaged with what I have to say, that's perhaps the moment that I feel most energized. Okay. This one's a very basic one. What is your favorite color? Blue. Okay. Mine too. What is your favorite hobby? Well, besides traveling, which I do quite a lot, and reading voraciously, I'm addicted to my many grand nieces and nephews. In fact, I dedicate one day every week to my grandnephew Chase. He's a three-year-old, beautiful, loving little boy. He's been diagnosed with autism, so he's low-spectrum autism, and at the moment he has no language. So I spend the day caring for him and helping to work on his 
skills and hopefully his language as it comes through. And it's developed in me, obviously, a desire to know a lot more about autism. And that's an interest at the moment, really studying and understanding what autism is and how you can affect it for the better. Very nice. Okay, thank you for playing along. And uh, now, just before we wrap up, I'd like to ask you the long anticipated green pill moment question. So Susie, what green pill advice would you give to your younger self? Many things. However, I think the most important one is don't underplay your unique contribution. You have to get comfortable very quickly with who you are and what you bring. A combination of your personality, your strengths, your experiences, your passion. The sooner you do that, you become more powerful. You can then build on that, as I've talked about, towards this whole superpower theme. So transform on purpose. That's what I tell myself. It took me a long time to get to that point, probably age of 37, really, which is pretty old for making that change. I'm a strong believer that you're never too old to make changes in yourself. And it's something that I preach to my parents all the time when they say I'm too old to change because I really have seen changes in people over time. And I think all it is is just hard work and motivation. So don't be so hard on yourself. We all have our own journeys. I agree. But it's. I wish I'd known that when I was a lot younger. That early career, you strive and you want to be the best and it's sort of a fight. You're driven and you succeed on raw ambition and just energy. As you get older, it becomes more about you get closer to your own values, your own comfort with what you can do, what you want to do. And you try to make what you do fit with your passion and then you're much more authentic and aligned. So I think that's the sort of journey that you go through often. Yeah, absolutely. I think comfort would be the key word, I would say, is with age, we just get more and more comfortable and less maybe motivated to make changes to that comfort because it's all about being in your comfort zone. So anything that's out of that is too much work or too much pressure. Yeah, but don't get too comfortable. There's always a new performance curve you can take. And that's also part of my theme in the book. Well, I'm excited to get my hands on a copy and I'm sure that our listeners would be as well after listening to this very insightful conversation. And uh, thank you for sharing your journey and your story and even some personal aspects that you've gone through. So it was amazing to have you on the podcast. If there's any social media channels that you have that you would like to share with our audience, please let us know. Well, you're so welcome. Thank you so much. It's great to sit here and talk about it, actually, and and bring it to life. I really only have LinkedIn, so anybody can contact me on LinkedIn. It's Susie Robinson and Transform to Outperform might get you there as well. I don't have a Facebook page. My website is really the source of information about what I do. So Transform, it's www.transform2outperform.com. And that's where people can find information about the book and anything else that they want to learn about me. Amazing. Well, thank you so much. We'll definitely add that in our show notes as well so that it's easier to find. And yeah, just thank you so much again. And I wish you all the best. Excited to have your book come out. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. If you enjoy our conversations, please like and subscribe. See you next Wednesday.